When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are continuing our comedy month with a look at a show that was new to me. Like you have realized, like you have realized, like you have realized, dear listeners, (laughs) like you have probably guessed now, I think of all the shows we're covering, there are only three of these shows that I actually had watched before out of eight shows. So all of these have been, pretty much all of them have been new to me, including the one we're talking about today community which i have a very funny story once we get to the um to the way the show ended to the finale because the reaction that my my sister happened to see part of the finale and she's never watched community before and so the reaction from my sister sums up how i think you sums up the way you can sum up this show sorry is how i'll just say that's a preview a little hint there of what's to come (laughs) i'm 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 on top of it today everybody (laughs) My panelists are like, let's leave. You're doing great. (laughs) I don't know which version this is, which timeline this is that I'm in, or which throw of the (laughs) dice I'm in. I did not say that right. Sorry. I was trying to go along. You're in in the worst worst timeline. (laughs) As long as nobody loses an arm, we're okay. (laughs) Right? Oh my gosh, yes, that's true. None of us are wearing goatees, though, so I'm... (laughs) Okay, so before we dive into community, I'm going to go around and have my lovely panelists let me know what they're... Let me know. (laughs) Tell me what they're... Man. (laughs) I will duly inform you of the thing that I'm into this week in pop culture. Yes. Carla, will you please inform me of what you're into As right now? As per your request, I hereby announce that what I am into this week in pop culture is just rewatching Our Flag Means Death, but this time with my mom. Because I've gotten her into it. And yet she refuses to watch it without me because she thinks it's, it's cute and bonding. I'm like, mother, that's not the point. You watch it by yourself and then we squee about it together and then we rewatch it. Like, she's doing it wrong, you guys. Like, I'm just... <sighs> mom honestly like you're embarrassing me in front of all my friends <laughs> in front of all my friends best regards carla <laughs> best regards peace out <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious and i was wondering because yesterday when we recorded our new girl episode and for those who have listened to it already 
nobody mentioned this show because I had this running thing that I think it's going to come up on every single episode because it has since it's been released. So now it has again. So I cannot believe the streak has been broken. <laughs> so Jackie, who hasn't been on in, I think, was it? I don't even remember. Was it? Uh-huh. It couldn't have been Dawson's Creek because that was forever no. ago. It w- I don't even remember now. It's been so long. It's been so long and so sad. I really don't remember what it was. It was a um I think it was one of the like Oh, Patreon. it was the bonus. Yes. Yeah. It was the bonus rent episode. That's right. right. Yes. That's right. Duh. Okay. But you haven't been on the main podcast for yes. ever. So yeah. I'm very happy to have you back. It's good so, to be back. <laughs> so Jackie, what are you into right now? Um, well, this past week uh, the circle came back, and I love the circle. Um, it's a social media based like competition reality show where basically like you have to be the most popular in a way, but usually like the people who are the most popular are like the most down to earth. So like you also want to be genuine, but like you can also be a catfish. And I don't know. It's like I just think it's. Like, it's one of my favorite shows. I think this is season four. And I feel like it sounds so stupid. But (laughs) I, like, I genuinely love it. And the Spice Girls are on it this season. And I don't know. It's just, it's a really fun show. They release four episodes at a time. So you're done with that in a a night. And then you have to wait a week for the next four. (laughs) So that's where I am right now. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with those. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, what I was into was selling Sunset. So that tells you where <laughs> my intellect level is. <laughs> that's, a, that's classy. In the time, in like the, in that span of time where I was not on any episodes, like the, those two weeks, um, I, I had gotten really into like that, that Netflix show, that reality show that everybody was all... The ultimatum? Ultimatum, yes. <laughs> Yes. So yes, I also feel that whole, you know, here's my thing. I'm going to tell you about it. You you can judge me if you want, but I, I still watched mm-hmm. it. Whatever. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all are entitled to watch those shows. Mm-hmm. Plus, they can make you feel better about yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very true. Yes. Like at least I'm not like these. Meg people. and I were were mm-hmm. were um, watching the Ultimatum, and she's like. I will never complain about communication issues in my married life ever again. <laughs> I haven't watched that one, but but Meg was saying, Aaron, you should watch this one. <laughs> because I watched that other one on there. I don't remember now on Netflix. Because I Love is Blind. Uh, thank you. I was like, what was that stupid thing I watched? <laughs> so Paula, what are you into? I am trying to get caught up on season two of The Boys before season three comes out next month. (laughs) I am very much looking forward to that. (laughs) And not just because of the obvious reason that Jensen Ackles is in it. I was a fan of the show before that announcement. I just, I love that show. It's great. It's horrible, but it's awesome at the same time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I, I am excited for that too. I think it's a great show. Go listen to our episode talking about it. Uh, and I am really excited to watch Jensen Ackles be able to curse, be awful, be horrible, because you know he's going to be playing the worst. Oh, I am but... so looking forward to that. 
yeah, because I mean, I, I love him as Dean, but I'm really looking forward to see him in other roles. Um, I loved mm-hmm. him in My Bloody Valentine <laughs> and some of the other roles that he's done. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Yes. Yes, me too. I'm very, very excited about it. So, yes. Uh, well, what I'm into is I am excited that there is going to be a new two-part documentary coming out on HBO Max about George Carlin. And I also want to just say about George Carlin, I think it's very weird that a lot of conservatives like to claim him as being on their side. It blows my flipping mind because (laughs) I was listening to one of his comedy specials and, you know, just just listen to five minutes of his comedy special. If you really think he's a conservative, I I don't know who you are, but I mean, (laughs) anyway, I, 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 you know, I grew up listening to George Carlin a lot and um, in my high school years and stuff. And, and I don't always agree with everything he said, but a lot of the stuff he said back in the nineties, like 1992, I was watching the specials from 1992 and what he's talking about with war and what he's talking about with the United States and just go listen to him talking about abortion, especially right now. He, everything he's saying is so accurate and true for now. A lot of the stuff he did say and then if you listen to that, you still think he's like on the side of the right. I, I don't know. <laughs> it always, I think it's because he would say stuff that, you know, people are like, well, he's not politically correct. So that means that he's on the side of, that he's, which he wasn't. He just wasn't plain and simple. But he also, you know, would criticize a lot of liberals too. So, you know, anyway, so I'm looking forward to that coming. I think it's the 20th or something like that, I believe. So I'm excited about that. Okay, so let's get into community. If you don't know what community is, uh, just little IMDb thing, so it doesn't really give you the whole thing, but a suspended lawyer played by Joel McHale, Jeff Winger, is forced to enroll in a community college with an eccentric staff and student body, and he wants to sleep with someone in his Spanish class. So what does he decide to do? He decides to get together a Spanish study group and they end up becoming a weird family. (laughs) So I'm putting it, there's a lot, there's more to it, of course, than that, but that's how I'm going (laughs) to, Carla, you wanted to add something to what I just said? No, I'm just laughing because it's like, that is the most, just like the driest way to explain it. I know, I know, I know. I, I'm blaming it on IMDb. <laughs> just a quick little trivia, just a couple of little quick little trivia facts here. The show was based on series creator Dan Harmon's life at, at a community college, attempting to reconcile with his girlfriend in Spanish courses. He has also stated the characters are loosely based on the people with whom he hung around and has nothing to do with his film and television career. Um, After five seasons, NBC canceled this, the show in May, 2014. Sony, the show's production owner was involved in talks with Hulu to renew the show for its sixth season, but those collapsed. Uh, But Yahoo, Yahoo purchased a 13 episode order and renewed the show in June of 2014 for a sixth season. 
And Harmon said in a July 2014 San Diego Comic-Con panel, Community Season 6, now you're watching the way you used to watch, only now it's legal, jokingly referring to how many in its audience watch the show illegally on their computers. And I know a lot of people, I think, still want a movie because there was all of that trying to get six seasons in a movie. I don't think this will ever happen, but who knows? Maybe it uh, maybe well i mean i'm sorry i wasn't trying to upset my family <laughs> just so that the listeners know all of the panel's faces our faces just dropped it was like a, a mix of horror and slightly murder i know i'm, I'm like oh my gosh i'm sorry i take that back i <laughs> i take it back okay <laughs> Before my panelists all leave in revolt, (laughs) I want to start out just with some of your favorite episodes, or you can also do lines slash running gags, Carla. Okay. This was really hard because this show is just so full of really cool things that tie back together and little like moments and little things that just seem offhanded but then become like embedded in the show so but this is what what i've picked my favorite running running gag slash episode thing is the paintball the (laughs) the yearly paintball (laughs) episode i looked forward to that so much because it's just so ridiculous it's like the most ridiculous idea that an entire school is going to be in on this school funded and sanctioned paintball war and i think it's at the at the end of of season two that the janitor is like (laughs) he's like so fed up with it and i think i don't remember if it was avid or or troy who had like a a water bottle and then they're like where can i put this and the guy's just like put it anywhere like crouches down and puts it on the floor and walks away and the guy looks like he could just scream because he's like yes they're turning the entire school upside down every year and every year has like a different theme and i think my my favorite theme in in that was the the western slash star wars theme like the two-part episode oh it was just so great oh my god it was fantastic oh it uh, hmm. i could go on forever about this but i'm trying not to i'm trying to be good the animated episodes, whether it was Claymation or, or the um, the one where they're in a video game, the video game is the video game one was one of my all time favorites because I really <laughs> it just comes down to the scene where Abed has like a bazillion ba- babies and they're like cool 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 like just a million of them they're so cute with their little tiny animated voices and they're just precious I love them. And um, probably my favorite episode altogether is the one where um, Abed is saying goodbye to Troy and he's having a really hard time. And they do the floor is lava and like everything is lava and it's just this big grandiose thing. And it's to help Abed cope with losing Troy. And I was like, yeah, but we're losing to it too. And I can't play the floor is lava. Like, I'm, I'm like, I can't go. Because I, I discovered the show a little bit late. And I was like, I can't go back in time and play with you guys. And also, I'm not in SAG, so I can't even participate in this. I don't understand. But it broke my heart. It, it's hilarious. And it was one of the most touching episodes at the same time. Yeah. And Jackie 
is wearing for our listeners, Jackie is wearing a community shirt right now with the paintballers. With so, yes, so so that's I'm guessing one of your favorites then too. You know, I enjoy them. I would not at all say that they are my favorite though. Like I really like it as a running gag, but like I'm not an action movie person, so I think it loses me a little bit there. But uh, the video game one, I probably watched more than anything else, especially since uh, my brother was little when I was watching it, my younger brother, and he loves video games. So, like, I'd be like, hey, you want to watch this episode with me? And we watched it several times together. I particularly love whenever Troy just keeps flipping over and over and over again because that's what I do <laughs> in video games and you can like jump and flip I'm like yeah you constantly are just like going back and forth doing your flip <laughs> and as for like like running things um that aren't just episodes I would say but try and add it in the morning that's I have two one. mugs <laughs> I have two mugs of it and I love um pop pop I say it all the time, magnitude, and then also the cool, 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 cool. Yay, and Paula. Well, Carla kind of stole most of mine because I I love the paintball (laughs) episodes too. That was actually what got me into watching the show was the first one because I I I was flipping through channels and saw the uh the episode just as Jeff gets out of his car and is looking around at this like dystopian wasteland and i'm like what the (laughs) hell is going on here so i'll go with something else instead i will go with the the blanket and pillow forts (laughs) episodes especially the one where they basically start a civil war between troy and abed because you're like no they're best friends how can they do this um so so that was um that was another one of my favorites and the running gags uh the whole troy and abed doing the the basically the morning show (laughs) And there's no cameras and you've got people in the background, you know, holding the signs like it's the, you know, uh, Good Morning America or whatever. And, and they know there's no cameras, you know, and, and it, it's like every episode they're doing one of those little things in the background. But my favorite one is uh, the one when they had Betty White on there and Troy and Abed are, are rapping and she's singing with them. That was hands down my absolute favorite one out of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I loved that one too. That one was really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Troy and Abed are in the morning is like my absolute favorite thing. Their friendship is yeah. my absolute favorite thing. Yes. And I want to say when Troy left, <laughs> I think the show <laughs> really suffered from not having him there anymore in some ways. I mean, it was very hard not to have him there, not to have Donald Glover there because he's so good, so flipping good and so funny. And I just really missed that energy. So I was really sad to see him go. But I did like the the two-parter basically in season five of saying goodbye to him, all of that. I did. I loved also when LeVar Burton was on. And <laughs> Troy is so like completely speechless. He doesn't know what to say because that's what I think a lot of people would do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Carla's pointing to herself. Can I just verify this with a quick story about how I was at a convention and there was this actor and the thing is with me like because everybody was like oh you should do an autograph you should do an autograph so you can talk to them I was like I don't want to talk to them <laughs> like what am I going to say to them I'm not interested in, in conversing with them I enjoy watching them work 
But unless he can have a conversation with me about his process, I'm not interested in just being like, hey, what's up? So we get to into the part of the line and I have like a picture of him and I'm just standing there like, and my friends have already gone and had like, these great interactions with him. And I'm just standing there and he's looking at me with like this big smile, like waiting for me to have an interaction with him. And I'm just like, <laughs> like stone faced. And, and his smile starts to wane. And like, I look at the picture that I have in my hand and I just kind of like, I, I mean to just like slide it in front of him, but I kind of end up tossing it towards him. And he, he like goes to sign it kind of like, okay, like name or anything. And I was just like, I shrugged. <laughs> and so he just signed it with his name and handed it back to me. And I was like, okay, bye. And that was it. So th- I, I am Troy. <laughs> In that regard. And it's still like the most hilarious thing to me because I was like, this is what you get for not believing when I say I have nothing to say to this man. Not in a mean way. It's just like, what am I supposed to say to him? This is not a natural organic conversation, he sir. Hi. <laughs> That's not how it works for me, Paula. It's amazing. <laughs> I am a total introvert and I have to stand here and talk to this handsome person whom I've seen on screen and all I want to do is like, you know, go home and have my friends tell me their interactions. <laughs> yeah, I basically like just, you know, maybe maybe he thinks like I'm a, I'm a terrifying person now. What do I know? At least I looked really hot that day. So if nothing else, he got there a visual go. treat. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's hilarious. I mean, I know there are certain, I mean, they're my dream people to have on this podcast and I know, I, I know I won't, but, but the, the thing is if I have the podcast and I have a way of, it's an actual conversation leading into something. So it'll be a little bit different right, and you can prepare for it. Yes, it'd be, I mean, I know I will be a nervous wreck, but yes, <laughs> but you'll have something to say to them. Whereas me, I'm just saying that like. What am I going to say? Hey, my friends really like you and they enjoy talking to you. And they thought that I might enjoy, like, I might have some jokey conversation, like, witty thing to say. And I'm like, that's not me, sir. Just sign my damn picture so I can go home. <laughs> just sign my... And cry in the shower. sign my damn picture. <laughs> we haven't had dinner. I'm hungry and I would like alcohol to get me through this and wash it out of my brain. Can you just do me that favor? <laughs> Just sign it fast. Goodbye. Well, I mean, I, I hate small talk. I hate small talk. So I, I, I think to me that's kind of like small talk. It's like, you know, if you don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then Carla will not be on when we interview Christian. <laughs> oh no, I will. Because I don't have to talk to him. I can just sit in the background and be like, <laughs> with my mic off because I'm respectful. Well, and if Carla's not there, how are we going to have dueling Christian Bales? That's true. She has to. Oh, I can do the dueling Christian Bales. I ha- if I have a shtick, I'm there. I'm fine. Because it's something I can say, but otherwise I'm yeah, useless. She has to be there for dueling Christian Bales. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christian. Bail on bail. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I know. My, yeah, my, my, I was going to say something. Right. not going there. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. My mind went there. So now I'm sure this is hard too, but uh, that's what she said. Uh, so, <laughs> Carla, Carla, what are three? What are three? Who are three of your favorite characters? Okay, initially I wanted to put Britta on here, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, Britta, first of all, is the worst, 
And second of all, and I'm like, when I've rewatched it, I've been like, okay, I can kind of see her point in some things, but then I'm like, but she also exemplifies like the worst in white liberalism. It's like, you know, she she would yell at you about your recycling, but that she can't be bothered to recycle herself. And I'm just like, I don't have time for you, lady. Like the whole thing about I can excuse racism, but I but I uh, draw the line at animal cruelty. Like Britta, come on. Anyway, that's why she's not on my list. The people who are on my list, Annie, is my okay. She's my second favorite. Here's why I'm t- talking about her first, because she is. She reminds me of me in so many ways in that she is, um, she's very, okay, this is, now it's going to sound awful. Pretend that I didn't say that she reminds me of me. Ignore that. Because she's really smart and she knows what, what, you know, she, she has a, a, once she gets out of her own way, she knows what she wants and goes after it. And she's also she's a good friend like she tries really hard to be a good friend and to care about everybody she also knows her strengths and her weaknesses and so she uh kind of gets sometimes into this issue where because she knows herself so well when somebody questions her about it she ends up feeling like well one you're wrong but two what if you're not so and i just i can i can appreciate that i can appreciate that um she's also like adorable like i really think she is just precious and for all that it's kind of icky that she and and jeffrey are you know doing this little dance this little will they won't they they thing i also think that they're an interesting match not in a bad way because she really brings out like a lot of good qualities in him like he, i think he does the most growing when he's around annie or when he's trying to do something to make annie happy or even just trying to get on her level to put it that way like i, I really think that, that she does a lot of good for him and he also teaches her to kind of relax a little bit and to open herself up to people even though he's so closed off like that being closed off kind of kind of makes her open up more kind of in defiance and i just i adore that about her and she also gets so upset about the thought of people messing with her pens and listen okay pens that are good that you enjoy that have like the right color and the right feel as you write that is not easy to part with so you know what if somebody shows her purple pen you know what, Annie? I'm here with you. We're turning everybody's backpack inside out. And now we know to look in the vents. Pens are sacred. Just in case. <laughs> Pens are sacred. Thank you, Paula. Yes, you don't mess with somebody's perfect, perfect pen. Um, I, I was kind of going to say that, like, one of my favorite characters is Troy and Ovid's relationship, which it is. But then I thought about it more and I was like, okay, well, it's because I like both of the characters. I, I like them the most when they're together, though. And that's because their friendship is, it's the biggest thing that keeps me invested in this show. And when Troy leaves, yes, Troy himself leaving is sad and it's very difficult to push past, especially when I start cramming the show with like all of these people who have no business being on it. Like, why would they try to replace Pierce with like another cranky 
old dude what was the point of that like it that was not a hole that needed to be filled to be perfectly honest it was just like let it go we're good um but troy i i, I think part of the, the reason that the show suffered is because after that Abba doesn't really have somebody to take him seriously and to interact with him as an equal you know it, it's it's like he's not a pet because i think a lot of the other um other characters treat him like as their their pet weirdo and that's really insulting um it, it felt like they treated him either as a creature from outer space or as jeff liked to put it over and over again like a machine and there wasn't that special person with abba to just make him seem like he was perfectly good as he was like because troy wasn't indulging Abed, he was fully participating with him on his level and that's what what made a lot of the quirky things about the show work because you know especially when you're trying to fill in that troy size gap without a partner for Abed, but instead with um more screen time for chang or for the dean it just it, it feels like you're letting your best character down and Abed, for me it's hard for me to choose whether Abed or Troy are the, the best character because like I said, I think their friendship is the, the real star. But the reason that I love Abed is because I think, I mean, the, the the running joke that he sees everything as being in a TV show, which is like, what are you talking about? We're not in a TV show, but you are. And the, the things that he can uh, foresee and all of these cool Abed things. But, I really like that the way that he approaches things is just his and he even even when you, when you think that he's trying to change on behalf of somebody else it turns out that he's not like in the episode where it's his um where it's his birthday and Jeff has this elaborate party uh the pulp fiction themed party all set up and Ava just wants to, to do a dinner with Andre thing with Jeff and Jeff is like why are you suddenly being so quote-unquote normal and so you think that he's changing to fit in with a group or to have Jeff's respect but it turns out that no he's just doing an Ovid thing that just happens to look like something else and I just really enjoy that about him like he's just himself and I, I just I I love that and then Troy, Troy is sublime. Donald Glover did such an amazing job playing him and he got to do a lot of, of like improv things and really play with the character and really mold it as his own. And I think that's, that's a lot of the reason why, um, why, first of all, a lot of the show worked and then didn't work after he left but then also why the friendship between Abed and Troy felt so genuine because he really was having fun in that moment. And there's even a lot of, did he leave because of Chevy Chase? Did he leave because of this or because of uh, his buddy music career or because he wanted to do film or he wanted to do this or that. And he, ha he has done a great deal since he left, but I, I read this one very um, detailed interview with him and it just seems like he gets bored after a while like he he really likes to push himself and challenge himself and he had already mastered this character on his, on this show and he was ready to move on which 
you know, as a fan, I am so there for you, Donald Glover. Yes, you go do your thing. But as a fan of, co- of community, how dare you? <sighs> like, I have like a Troy reaction where I want to go running and cry somewhere. Yeah, he it was very, 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 as someone, when I was binging it, which I have to say, I, I do want to say this show is very hard to binge. <laughs> I want to say that it was, I had to take a lot of breaks. It was, it was hard to watch a lot of this in a row, but it was so, no, I love this show. I love this show. I'm just saying there are some shows that are a lot that are hard to binge. They weren't made to binge necessarily. And, but with, when he left, it was so apparent that he left. It wasn't like, you know, when, you know, I, I love Shirley, but when she left, it wasn't as big of a gaping hole as when Troy left. And I think it's because of a lot of what you were saying, Carla. And also he's just amazing, but actors don't want to always play the same. That's, that's going to get old and tiring. And it might even show on the performance later on if they're like, uh, they're just phoning it in, you know? No, and I, yeah. I, I 100% get that. But why? Why me? <laughs> why me personally? I feel attacked. <laughs> yes. I No, I, I was very much like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it. I'm done watching like, it. <laughs> I, I know that, that Pierce didn't last much longer after him. Oh, no, no. Yeah. He was already gone. But I was like, why couldn't he have stayed even longer? You know, Pierce is gone. Revel in it, buddy. Yeah, yeah I did not miss Pierce at, at the least. <laughs> God, no. That's perfectly fine. Oh. Yes, that was not a big loss <laughs> at all. Uh, I'm sure it was maybe to some people. I don't know. But <laughs> so, Jackie, is Pierce your favorite character then? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But how awkward if he was. Uh, <laughs> to touch on what you were saying about it being hard um, show to binge, I think it's due to the fact that for one so much is like individually themed episodes and for two there's not like an over an overall arc that you care about unless you're like really invested in like some of the little love stories going on in it which I like none of the love stories in it do anything for me and that's coming from like a big romantic comedy person like I am very much a hopeless romantic and like I just don't care about anything they try to do on this show like Carla said like the heart of the show is Troy and Abed but like still that's not like an overall thing to want you to keep coming back and like oh no I need to watch just like one more episode one more episode anyway my well I love I already said and it's really not even like that well deserved. I love magnitude and his pop pop, and like that's all he ever says. I love that. I really like the dean, although he's kind of questionable at times, which I think is also a big thing in general with this show. Like, there's you love characters, but they are very like amplified. I guess you could say like personalities of people that you would meet. So like they have very amplified bad traits as well. Like um, I love Shirley, but like if you actually break it down, she is like that classic, like two faced Christian woman who's like, I'm such a sweetheart. And then just like loses it on you 
I do love Shirley. Like, I'm not trying to badmouth her. It's just we have a lot of characters like that in the show. And like Carla said about Britta, you know, she, it's like her heart's in the good place. She doesn't even try, like, even close to as hard as she should for, like, the things that she is saying, though. But my favorite character is Abed, hands down. Um, I remember when I was watching the first episode of the show and I was still kind of like, am I going to continue this? Am I not going to continue it? I don't know. Because I think I started watching it on DVD like when I was waiting for more seasons of The Office to come out. I was like, well, I'll just try. I know they're both NBC. I remember seeing commercials for it. And toward the end of the first episode, Abed keeps talking about The Breakfast Club and he just like randomly like shouts out. He like does the John, no, is his name Johnny in the Breakfast Club? I feel John so stupid. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he does like that. He reenacts the whole thing with him and his dad, and he's just like, "No, Dad, what about you?" And like that was the moment that I was like, "Yes, this is like I want to watch the show. I really like how much he talks about pop culture and like the way that he sees the world as a TV show because I do that all the time, like." There's this, like, I always think about it when I'm at work, just about, like, oh, yeah, this could be, like, its own little TV show. And, like, there's this woman that I had heard that, like, she embroiders or something like that, and I needed something done, and I asked her about it, and she was like, yeah, I got a guy. (laughs) And I was like, why? I was like... I was like, why do you seem like you would be, like, a Creed or a Meredith or something? Like, some, like some background character that someone is like yeah that's my favorite part of the show (laughs) and so I'm always thinking about that like just if life were a tv show and like all of your little running gags and stuff like that so I really connect with Abed yeah yeah (laughs) I've got a guy (laughs) that is that's totally like a tv character or a movie character or something like that like you can just see that (laughs) it's an embroidery guy (laughs) like but she was saying it like (laughs) something cool yeah like it's like you know like a hitman or something (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's funny so Paula Troy and Abed are hands down my favorite characters and it because I love their relationship because a lot of the things that um, Carla was saying, they're, they just work so well together. They are the heart of the show. And, you know, Abed um, relates to the world differently than everybody else. And Troy just accepts that. And it's just such a, a wonderful, special friendship. And I love I loved watching that and the show did miss something when he left. And I think they tried to bring in another character or when, when they brought Frankie and I think they tried to kind of replace that a little bit with her. Cause I think there was, there was a few times when they showed her trying to relate to, to Abed that way. And it didn't quite work as well, but you know, when he, when he left the show, it just, it just wasn't the same. One of my other favorite characters was um, one of the, one of the background characters, Neil. He was a great character, um, very relatable. Just someone I would love to just hang out with, play games with. Seemed like he had a good heart. And there was uh, one episode, I know it's a, kind of a controversial episode, and it's it's hard to find it. 
I, I think Netflix and Hulu and a couple other services have pulled it. Um, the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode. Pierce is especially awful in this episode, and and especially to Neil, and the way um, Neil reacts to that, he still treats Pierce with kindness in the, in the game, and I just I I just really liked Neil. He was just he was a good he was a great side character and would love to have seen more of him. So yeah, great. I mean, try and Ovid. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we all, I mean, I we all I think can agree that those are the two best. That's the heart of the show. Yeah. And what I love is that you know Troy was like the football star and he was like the big athlete jock popular guy until he had the injury, of course. But I love that they didn't make every single character in this show look at Abed like he was weird. And I love that he had someone that actually went, no, he's not weird. He's just, this is just who he is. He's just different. He's just unique. We're all unique and different. And I think um, Troy, I think for a long time, felt kind of lost after what had happened to him and didn't know where, where he would go in life. And I think having that friendship helped kind of ground him and center him and kind of gave him like aspirations, even if it wasn't to do exactly the same thing. But, you know, I, I don't know. It just seemed like he came to life around him. And it's another, you know, we talked about this a lot on New Girl, but it, it's another healthy male friendship where they can be very close and intimate in a way. And it's never like this weird like thing where they do any kind of like weird gay panic or anything off or, you know, they do have fights. It's not that they've never fought or anything like that, but it's just a very healthy, genuine friendship. And I really appreciated that. And I mean, it's hard for me to choose a favorite amongst the two. It's probably Troy. It'd probably be Troy just because of how absent, you know, how, what a missing hole, gaping hole it was when he was gone. It was very hard not to have him there. And I kept hoping, even though I had read ahead and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I kept hoping somehow he would all of a sudden be back. <laughs> I really missed him so much. Uh, so th they were just great together. And yeah, Jackie, I'm the same kind of way, except more with movies. Like I can see anything becoming a movie and I'll have like, uh, I'll be walking around, I'll hear a song and I'll literally have like a trailer of some new kind of movie pop into my head. And that's where like ideas come from and stuff. So, so I'm, so I related a lot to that. He's very, you know, having gone to film school, a film school that was attached to a community college. So it was offered through there. It's, it's a accredited school and thought of as very high, thought of highly, but it's not as expensive as other film schools. So I could relate to that. And the fact that I went to film school with hundreds of Abeds. So to me that that's not a weird person at all. That's like someone I've known hundreds of them, but it's nice to see someone like that on this show who, even though people do kind of look at him like he's off sometimes, I think eventually everybody sort of embraces him and he's thought of as a beautiful guy and a beautiful character. So I, I like him a lot, you know, and, and the, the Annie and Jeff thing, I'm just going to comment on that really going back to what Carla was saying, because that's very, very true. That's kind of weird. He's very old and she's very young. She's just out of high school. So she's really young. And I guess when they first, another little trivia thing, when they first were creating this show, the idea was to see, you know, Jeff and Britta, will they, won't they, will they, won't they? And that played out a little bit in this. But then what happened 
was Joel McHale and Allison Brie had such great chemistry that they switched the focus because it was never supposed to be that. It was supposed to be will Troy and Annie ever get together because Annie had always had a crush on Troy when they because they went to high school together. And so that was originally what was supposed to happen. But then because of the chemistry, then they kind of switched the focus a little bit. And they do have great chemistry. And I do agree that, you know, Annie makes Jeff a lot more tolerable. And I think Jeff strives to be the man that Annie thinks he is. Because he's not that man at all that she thinks he is, frankly. I mean, she thinks a lot higher of him than I think than anybody else. And that's just who Annie is though. I think Annie just kind of just looks at people and sees the beauty in them except for herself. That's the saddest part about the character. And this is not a tragic show, but it's sad to me that she can't see how amazing she is and Alison Brie is she is amazing too. Her her performance in this is incredible. Um, I'm still upset that we are not getting that last season of Glow that we were promised. That was a terrific show, and she was so damn good in that show, too. So I'm still so heartbroken about that. Uh, but I like her a lot, too. I like Annie a lot. And I just want to say a little confession here, which everybody here knows because I've been DMing about it. The thing that frustrated me the most personally about this show was how attracted I was to Joel McHale during this, uh, playing Jeff, because... Jeff is so skeezy and sleazy, and I've never found Joel McHale attractive. And I'd watch this, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's so sexy. And it was so flippin' annoying. It really <laughs> was not fair. It really pissed me <laughs> off. I was like, this is a not okay. Listen, I I was very much there for, for, for the body. Yes. Oh, my but God. That body. Right? <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? You know, like, he... He was on talk soup. Why does he have this banging body? I don't understand. I know. When he, I would be like, wait a and minute, then, what? And the thing is, like, for me, like, his smarminess has always been such a turnoff that it wasn't until towards the end of the show, and I think it was, like, the very last season that he finally had hair that I found acceptable. <laughs> because for the most part, his hair looked like, okay... Now, I don't know if you've ever had a drumstick recently, not an ice cream drumstick, a chicken drumstick, and then you've like gotten all of the good meat off and then all that's clinging to the bone is like this little bit of cartilage. And that's what his hair looked like, it looked like the cartilage on a chicken drumstick that has been peeled off. And wow. I was pretty disgusted by it. I was like, why would they put this in front of my face? And tell me that this man is attractive. I feel like I'm being gaslit. And I don't like this. I The Dean is completely I'm wrong. I'm never going to be able to look at him the same way again now, Carla. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hey, Thank you. Maybe like you a peeled drumstick. You cured me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like, Jeff is... is and also, I feel like um, Joel McHale himself also has just this very attitude of, like, so lax and so loose and everything like that. It's like he couldn't even be bothered to trim the bottom part of his hair. It's like he got to a point where he's like, you know what? I've, I've been sitting here too long. I need to get up now. And he just left every single haircut. And like the haircutter was like, that's just him, man. That's it's just, just like, him. let him go. <laughs> he looks terrible, but you know, like that's just what he does. And I, I, I've, I've tried to talk him out of it. And I, but he tips well. So just let him do what he's going to do. That's weird. Anyway, those are my thoughts about his, about his. That's his 
alleged sexiness. Well, it was so annoying because I would sit there and have these conversations with myself. Of like, he's so icky <laughs> and smarmy and he is not attractive. And then he would smile or do something and be like, well, he's trying. He's trying. And then he would take his shirt off. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was that blue shirt they kept putting him in. <laughs> yes. It was so annoying. It was like so perfectly fitted and just like really showed off. I, they knew what they were mm-hmm. doing. They were, they were making him more tolerable, right? even if it wasn't. If it wasn't going to be his behavior, it was going to be the damn right? shirt. Yeah. One way or another, you're going to be into Jeffrey they Winger. put him in that shirt more than any other one. No, I wasn't keeping track. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. And I remember the first time he took his shirt off, though, I was like, holy shit. I had no idea that his body was like that. <laughs> I know. I was so focused on on the chicken drumstick hair that I didn't see the 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 buffness coming and so I was like doubly totally blindsided. What? Yes. Like I just uh, I don't understand. And like when he was in talk soup because he he followed Greg mm-hmm. Kinnear for all of you fetuses, okay? Like talk soup was a show on on a channel and it just like gave you like snippets of stuff and the, and the the hosts were like <laughs> Yes, on E, and and the the hosts were like quippy about them, and it was really cute and great. And Greg Kinnear, Google him. I don't have time to explain him to you. Was on it, and then he left to become famous because he's like really talented. And then replaced him with with Joel McHale. And Greg Kinnear was really um, he was funny and he was witty and he was sarcastic, but he was still he still seemed approachable. You wanted to sit sit down and have coffee mm-hmm. with him, not me, because clearly I would just spill coffee on him and walk away. But then Joel McHale came in and he's all smarm and no charm, mm-hmm. and I stopped watching Talk Soup. Well, I I liked I liked Joel McHale on on Talk Soup, but he mm-hmm. was no Greg Kinnear. I mean, no. Greg Kinnear was amazing on that show. Yeah. I would have stayed if he had taken off his shirt. I, nobody told me. Yeah, about he this. should have done the whole show. I, I mean, shirt on. <laughs> I don't think there would have been any complaints. <laughs> jo- I, I'm Joel saying. McHale, when I interview you, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is two requirements. Fix your hair, show up shirtless. The funny thing is, this is someone that I actually think would do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing about him is that he, he does seem to to have like, like he's a, he does seem to be a good sport. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. I would just put that in the guest release. <laughs> All of my other guests do it. I don't know what you yeah, have a problem they with. They all do it. <laughs> My my panelists do it too when we're not on live streams. <laughs> we're all shirtless right now. Sure. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Just boobing along. Just boobing al- boobing along. So just... <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> on that note. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I, you know, I'm not saying this show is necessarily 
deep, 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 but I do think it's trying to say some stuff about our education system and our value on education and our value on like where you're getting your education from and how we look at people who go, especially to community college, as opposed to going to like an Ivy League or any other college, honestly. And then also about, you know, finding your place in the world and found family. And I'm not, I know the show isn't deep, but I still think it's trying to say something about that. It's also, you know, I, I didn't mention Britta really quickly. I just want to say Britta is basically, she is the poster child for um, after Black, when uh, in the summer of 2020, when everybody started changing their profile pictures to a Black square, that is Britta right there. <laughs> yeah. And that is the extent of her activism. Yeah. And then like... You know, black people come to move in down the block from her. And she's like, listen, it's not that I'm racist. I'm just curious. Yes. And then she goes to spies on them for, for a week. That is totally Exactly. Brilliant. She'd be posting on next door. Saying <laughs> there's, there's some noise coming from that house down there where they just, I'm, and I'm not saying it's because of who's there. <laughs> and, and she's exactly that, that kind of person. So she's a Karen. A hundred percent. She's a Karen. She's a Karen. <laughs> yes. She is. I mean, she, she really is, is absolutely a Karen. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. Yes, so so Carla, do you think there are some deep things the show is trying to say? <laughs> okay, so from my point of view, I don't think that it's so much that it that it's trying to convey them. I think it conveys them by default because the okay. So to start, the vast range in ages of the students is a big deal. Because usually shows about education are just about a tight age range and that's it. And anyone above like 25 is either a parent or a teacher or like a pervy person driving by the school. What do I know? Um, but this reminds us that there's no age at which you know everything and no time limit for, lim no time limit for finding your next thing. And it also speaks to the idea that your value you know, as a society, like this is what we've determined, apparently, that your value is determined by the prestige of your college education, which is ridiculous because we're told over and over again that you must go straight to the right university or college after high school. And, and that and those are your only options. It's like, if you don't go, you end up working at McDonald's. That's the line that I think almost any high school student has heard at some point in their lives. And that's, for, it's, it's classist and it's elitist and it's often racist because a lot of the times the people who are denied um, college educations um, that are affordable and accessible are either um, black, indigenous, people of color, or they are disabled. So there's like a lot of other stuff tied into it, but it doesn't, and it also doesn't account for the fact that college isn't for everybody and that some people you know, need to take a break between those two major pieces of schooling, either because it's necessary or it's unavoidable or whatever their life may be pointing to. And that sometimes you change your mind even like once, you know, if you've gone to college or if you started a career right at high school or whatever your life journey is, at some point, maybe you decide, you know what, this isn't what, this isn't what I want in my life. And that changing your path shouldn't be seen in a negative light that it's just something that a lot of people you know that's just their lives you know you, you wake up one day and you're like oh my god i would much rather do this and that there shouldn't be a stigma around pursuing that 
at any age. Community doesn't make fun of colleges and it doesn't make fun of community schools, the show. It makes fun of this community college. It makes fun of Greendale, but it doesn't spit on the idea of community college and of, you know, like an associate's degree or starting college in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, or whatever the case may be. Or if you're coming into it as a person who's coming out of rehab at a young age, or if you're um, a parent and you've had a sudden change of heart and what you want to do, it does. it's not making fun of anybody for doing those things. It's making fun of the school for being so ridiculous, which is great. I'm like, you know, it's one of the the, the best... And so, like, this is why I don't think that it's doing it purposefully. Like, I, I don't think that it that it's signaling to this. But by default, just by being what it is, it allows people to grow in this setting. And it respects the idea of that while also making fun of this particular... <laughs> <laughs> with the human beings as their mascot... And an anus for a school flag. I mean, yeah. Did you have anything on the on the found family friendship thing? Oftentimes, my favorite type of shows are about found family. You know, like biological family or adoptive family or whatever supposed nuclear family structure explored in 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 shows and movies. Like they can be done well. And that's great, but for some reason, I'm really drawn to, to shows about people who find each other and decide you're my family and you're the person that I want to grow up with. Because like you can be born into a family and they may not accept you, or you may not, for you know, by nobody's fault, you may not really vibe with them, and that's fine. Sometimes you end up finding the people who will carry you through the next phase in life, whether it's forever or for the next 10 years or whatever the case may be outside of your outside of your home and you know like with shows like friends and the only nine seasons of how i met your mother or even buffy or you know just so many shows where these people find each other and they have a a common purpose but even beyond that common purpose they just like each other and that's what I like about this this show. And even though they clung on to Pierce so far too long, and that's one of my quibbles with Annie, is that Annie was like a Pierce apologist for far too long. I really feel like it's it's just beautiful to see people coming together and gelling over something that is not thrust upon them. Because they could have chosen to just be like, peace out at the end of the first semester of Spanish 1, but they actively sought ways to spend more time together. Yeah. And Jackie. I mean, basically, Carla already said everything, but um, that you're never too old to find or change your path. And it also shows like some different things that you don't necessarily think about, like when you're a senior in high school and you have to, you know, they're like, what do you want to do with your life? And you're like, well, I don't know. I can name like three jobs. <laughs> like I could be a lawyer. I could be a doctor. <laughs> I could be a teacher. You know, you're like, you think of like those specific things, but the show, it shows you like some other things. Like I, I think Troy's calling was HVAC. Is that right? Was that what mm -hmm. it was? Yeah. 
yeah and they're like you have such a knack for it like not everybody thinks about like those trades so I think that that's cool and like Carla already said like the large age range that they show you know Troy and Annie are fresh out of high school but you know it goes all the way up to like Leonard you know and like they're all just trying to better themselves and like create the life that they want that maybe they didn't necessarily have before and they're not like just giving up on themselves or being complacent like they're act they actively are seeking something better and it's never too late to do that and like a lot of times people do feel like it's too late and then it'll be like what you're only 40 like you have twice as much life left <laughs> like you're only halfway there so yeah I think that that is beautiful for found family there's just something like so great about like your found family like at work we're such a close-knit thing like it's such a close-knit um environment and it's just like these are the people that you're spending your time with and like for them with their study group and their classes like those are the people that you're spending most of the time with they become like the people who know you the best they see you at your best they see you at your worst like when you've just had your worst day and like you are gonna explode and you're like so mad like they know you pretty well inside and out and they still like being around you they'll still be like hey let's do something after school or after work and like you know even though we just spent 50 hours together this week <laughs> yeah and paula yeah uh carla and jackie said said a lot uh covered it pretty well um i think one of the things I liked about how they portrayed, I mean, with, with Greendale, I mean, it was it was pretty absurd the way they portrayed a lot of, of what was happening with the school. But one of the things I really liked about it, especially with the dean, is, is as absurd as it was, he really cared about all of the students and, and, and the, the school. You know, there was some ridiculous classes, but it was it was allowing people to to explore different things and find what they wanted to do find, and find who they wanted to be. So there was no limit. There was no limiting. People were there because they wanted to be. It, it wasn't like high school where you have to be there. They have choices. They could go to any school that they wanted to. Same in real life. You can go anywhere you want to be. You choose to be there. So you're choosing to be there. You're choosing to follow a, a particular path and you're choosing to who you're hanging out with, who you're you know, who you're associating with. And um, I really liked the way, you know, as, as, as farcical as it was, you know, how that was, how that was played out in the show. It, it made it very fun and, and silly, but, um, and as far as the found family, I think that was really well portrayed because all of these, all of these characters were very flawed. And, but when they came together, they made each other better for the most part. Not all of the characters, <clears throat> but for the most part, they, they, they brought out the best in each other and they did again, for the most part, grow through the course of the series. And I think that's true in real life too, for the most part, if you're, you know, if you're with people that you care about and, and, you know, family, they can help you grow. Yeah, I mean, 
as someone who I, I went to, you know, I was, I was like a really good student in high school and got a lot of really good grades and everybody thought I was like a great student, but I hated school. I absolutely hated school. I hated going to school and I didn't go to college until I was in my thirties. And so, and I think a lot of people still today look down on that and think you're supposed to do that right after high school. You're supposed to go to college, go to college, you get married, you have kids. I think people still think that is supposed to be your life trajectory. No matter how much we've tried to grow away from that, I think there are still people that think that. And that wasn't mine. It just didn't happen that way. And I know when I went back to school, there were, there were a lot of young people, but there were also a lot of people my age and older. And I think people are starting to slowly realize that you can change your life at any time or try to. It's not always possible, but try to at least go on different paths and don't give up just because you're a certain age. We have such a problem with that in this country with ageism. And once you, you know, reach a certain point, that's it. Your life is over kind of thing. And you're stuck doing what you're stuck doing. And, you know, I think this is saying a lot that that's not true. And yes, this is to a ridiculous degree, like a class for grifting, you know, or how to be a grifter. I mean, <laughs> you know, but. The funny thing is, is even though this is to an extreme, you can find classes that are a little bit like, what? <laughs> and out there that you wouldn't think of taking or that you wouldn't have thought of taking. And then maybe you're like, oh, that might actually kind of be an interesting class to take. So, you know, even though this is kind of ramped up and kind of exaggerated, I do still think there are some classes out there that are like that. And it's poking fun at that. But it's also saying that's okay. It's also saying what, however you find your path in life is okay. Um, and that there is not just one path for everybody. And your path may have been this certain path when you were in high school. And then you get out of high school and it changes. Or you try that path it was supposed to be and it's not for you and it's not working. And then years later you change it or you're forced to change it or something like that. And so I think it's a lot about, it's talking a lot about that. And, and we do, as a society, we do look down on people who go to certain schools and get certain education. You know, I was watching, um, you can watch Family Ties right now, by the way, on Paramount Plus. I'm just saying that because I, I love that show. That show has many issues when you look at it now, but I love that show. And I was actually watching it not too long ago. And there is an episode where, you know, Mallory, she is thought of as the quote unquote stupid one in the family and she ends up going to a community college that reminds me a lot actually of this college the way they describe it and in one episode she has a classmate that she's supposed to do a, a um a project with and she's probably in her 50s or something 50s or 60s and Mallory is struggling with that so even back then this was a thing that you know happened but people didn't really talk about it or people looked down on people that were older and in school like why are you doing this are you just really lonely it was also portrayed like that like you're just really lonely and you're trying and I think that's the case for some people I also think it's just there are people that want to be students for their whole life too you see that in here there are people that just want to constantly be learning that way 
in a school setting. So I don't know. I think it's it's basically saying, you know, you can do whatever you want to do and embracing that. And there are different ways to get educated. And there's not a clear, there's not always just one set path and a rule that you have to follow that. And then with the found family, you know, I think, you know, my podcasting family, the people that come on here, my fellow panelists, the people I've met through fandom, that to me is my found family. I've had that with some jobs too, but that's always kind of broken off once the job ended. But with this, I kind of feel like this is my family. And I think it's because I can relate to everyone on my panel now and everyone that's been on them in a different way than other people. Because I can really, you know, they're fine when I'm sitting there geeking out about some show or movie or talking about how much it meant to me or how it affected me. Whereas other people would be like, it's just a show. It's just a movie. I don't know why you care so dang much. But that's what I love about having this is you can find that group. And I think that's what happened here is it was just a bunch of different people who might not have fit in other places, but they fit in together and they just kind of just helped each other for the most part, except for Pierce. But they did help each other grow and change and become better people. And it became this thing where so many people wanted to be involved with this study group. You saw that like people on the outside wanted to be part of it. It became this like click for lack of a better word <laughs> this in thing that you wanted to be a part of you know you saw that with chang especially it was just like i just really want to be part of the group <laughs> all the time he tried so hard constantly you know and the dean too and so it's just interesting how that can happen where it's like a bunch of people that nobody wanted or that nobody or that didn't fit in fit in together and they ended up creating a group that so many other people that didn't feel that they fit in wanted to be a part of so and that's a beautiful a beautiful thing and that's what I love a lot about a lot of shows that I watch and about my found podcast family so love you all <laughs> Carla I'm such a dork okay so let's talk about representation in this one I just want to talk about that Carla so how do you think they did with that overall and I'm glad that you put this in here because I, I I feel like there are certain groups that just don't get enough representation. They don't they don't get enough visibility. And this show it finally gave an unquestioned space to people who enjoy making fat shaming, racist, Islamophobic, xenophobic, ableist, sexist, and anti gay jokes. It also gave great representation to white women who go to great lengths to support and coddle straight, rich, white, cisgender men who constantly and consistently work to put down people who are not like them, including the white women who support them. And, you know, I just got to say, bravo, bravo. Now, with that <laughs> out of the way, the show gave us not one, but two black characters, which... For 2009, it was like, what? You have more than one? Why would you do that? And not only that, they have somebody who is like, oh my God, like Pakistani, even though they like, you know, they're like, well, half Polish. And they're like, all right, well, I guess whatever. And you also have somebody who's a Jew and you have, and then you have Jeff Burton Pierce, you know, whatever. But 
it, it really was nice to have these people, most of them, to have these people represented as something not necessarily where they usually would be stereotyped. Even though Troy was an athlete and he was a quarterback and all of that, he still didn't want to be seen that way. Like he he enjoys the the pats on the back, but mostly he just wants to be a nerd. And he he wants to geek out with Abed and just, you know, like do his own thing. And I think that that's, he, he's not the butt of the joke, which is the other thing. It's like either they're the jock or they're the butt of the joke in the show um, when you're talking about black men, if they're not getting killed off. But the, the one place where like, like, thanks for including black women, but uh, I don't know, is with, with, oh my God. Sh- Shirley? Is that favorite? Shirley, Jesus. Yes, thank you. I'm like, how did I just blank on her name? With with Shirley. And okay, this is one thing with um with black women in general on TV, and particularly like the darker skin you go, the more it happens, that everybody in the show is kind of falling all over each other to make out, to like, you know, kissy kissy and whatever. But other than than Pierce, who we can't count because he's absolute trash. There's nobody trying to get with Shirley. You know, Shirley is presented as this very maternal woman and this very Bible-thumping Christian type. And other than the fact that she, that that the character was married to Michael Jamal Warner, who is, oh my God. Ooh, only gotten I know, hotter man. with AIDS. Like, jeez. <laughs> very true. Yes. Ooh. Like, wow. Okay. Oh, thank you. We needed a moment to document that for posterity. But other than her actual spouse and Chang that one time in the bathroom, and even that's played like a, as a joke that her desirability is just funny because it's with the funny guy. And, you know, the fact that Chang is just such a a, a joke in the sense that he is, you know, deemed undesir- undesirable, which is something that that uh, happens a lot in portrayals of Asian men where they're where they they just don't get the girl period like that's kind of like the running joke with that um, so I think that they're um, that oh and then with with Abed and this portrayal that never is actually called autism or or anything else you know whatever but the show alludes to that but not necessarily in a favorable way because yes while they come to accept Abed as unique and wonderful for he for who he is that's great but all the times that he gets called a robot and all of the times that he gets kind of used as like a machine you it's it's hard to overlook that and um i believe dan harman who created the show um has gone on to say that that writing Abed made him realize that he might be on the spectrum as well and that he ended up relating more to Abed than to Jeff it's like okay that's I mean like I don't know who you need to talk to about that but the language that you're using towards Abed is not a good look and also the 
God, like, I really want to be excited about all of this representation because they, they also have some very, like, blatantly LGBTQIA plus representation with the Dean and then at the very end with Chan coming out as gay. And the Dean, I believe, is bisexual and also, you know, he presents however he feels, if he feels like presenting on a particular day. Like, he, he's not tied to presenting as... um as as you know as male and but rather than just let him have that they also poke fun at him a lot for that so it's like you know two steps forward three back and that seesaw of representation and then just pulling it away that that's kind of dizzying and i think that it's also and again this isn't about making you know like meg likes to say it's not that it was acceptable back then, but it's that it, it was accepted. That's just what, um, what I guess they call the price to be on the screen. And it's like, okay, well, we can only, like, we can only sneak you in, but you have to play along with this fantasy of being a shell of what you supposedly represent. Um, and it can only be done on our terms. Are you cool with that? Okay, cool. Let's go. So yeah, it's like they gave more unblinking representation to peers and more excuses for peers and for the way peers talked about people. And also they let Britta and Jeff talk about people that way and Annie too, um, to an extent. But everybody else ends up being the butt of the joke. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a joke, man. Like, relax. Like, no, because that still ends up hurting people. And just because, um, listen, like, I still love the show. I don't think I could unlove the show, but looking at it from, you know, with today glasses, it just, it, and even back, it just made me uncomfortable. It, it's like, here we go with these jokes again. Yes. Yes. And like I said, I think it's very, very important to critique media, even uh, media that you love doesn't mean you don't. I mean, I think it's, I, I don't know why people have such a hard time with that. So <laughs> thank you, Carla. Uh, so Jackie. Yeah, I do think it's such a mixed bag on the show because like on paper, they do have a pretty diverse cast, especially for being 2009, but they can't have pretty much anything without all the negative comments and I understand that they're trying to like portray how real life often is but then you're also like kind of spreading that negativity to other people and and like in some ways certain people are gonna see that and like think that it is okay or like repeat what they heard because they think it's funny like I feel like Chang a couple times was like gays and like there probably were people who watched it that just started saying that just because it was a funny thing that you know someone said on tv so in that way it's it's irresponsible I think especially with a lot of the stuff that Pierce said, it kind of like, well, it's, and again, it's just kind of how people view it. So um, people like 
us who are watching the podcast would see someone behaving the way that Pierce behaves and just be disgusted and know that like this is completely unacceptable and maybe some people who are more in the middle it would be more eye-opening about like how harmful those comments are but um that could also just be me having my rose-colored glasses on and hoping people learn so yeah I think it's a very very mixed bag it's like Carla said two steps forward three steps back and i I don't know the overall takeaway of the good versus bad that the show puts out. Yeah, very well there, too. Uh, Paula? I think it was a real missed opportunity because they did have a, a, a nicely diverse cast, but the way they handled a lot of those characters was uh, very much a, you know, a few steps back or a character. And it could have been handled much better. Again, I also, I love the show, but there was a lot of problematic language, a lot of problematic scenes. Like I said, one episode was actually pulled from a couple of streaming services because of, uh, uh, there was a character that was actually in blackface and they pulled, they pulled the, um, the episode because of it off of a couple of streaming services. And, those things could have been handled so much differently. Yeah. And I, I think, I think Carla said it very well. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, and, and being new to it and, and, and binging it. And it's like, I think a lot of shows that are comedies and that are very out there comedies like to hide behind the comedy and say, since we're a comedy, it's okay if we make these jokes um that are racist it's okay if we stereotype people it's okay if we're transphobic it's okay if we do stuff like that because we're a comedy and so we're actually poking fun at people saying that and we're poking fun at that and we're actually don't think that way but it doesn't always work it's like it's like in the finale with there's a very very uncomfortable running thing with with the dean and I think the Dean even comes out and says, I'm, I, I think I'm trans and it's just, and the way it's said and done is like a joke. It's a joke. It's not said in this like a beautiful reveal of acceptance. It's said as a joke and it's just kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're trying to have us accept a bunch of people and be very accepting and represent a bunch of people, but yet you're going to make fun of all these people that you're trying to represent. So it was very hard to watch that and come to terms with it. And the whole thing of him being constantly in a diaper at the end, I don't know, it just bothered me a lot, you know, cause I think it's great to have such diversity, but it's one thing to have the diversity it's another thing if you're actually going to do something good and wonderful with that diversity and something different. And when you're not doing that and you're just like having diversity for, for the sake of diversity, it doesn't work. It's, you know, you, you, you have to have it be something where every character gets to breathe and live and isn't the butt of a joke. You know, it's and that is that was my the hardest part about watching this was dealing with that and 
while I think some areas it's, it's good, but at the same time, you know, you have so many stereotypes, so many stereotypes. And I really think there is a lot of homophobia in this show and a lot of transphobia. And that really bothered me. And, and Chang coming out, that bothered me too. Not because he came out, but the way it was done seemed so like, we're just going to throw this in there and ha ha, he's been gay the whole time. And it just was like, I don't know. It really left a bad taste in my mouth. You know, some things like, like I liked that with Troy, he didn't seem to follow a stereotype of the, I mean, he was a black athlete, but he still didn't seem to follow that completely. It's kind of like, okay, we're going to have him break out of that. And he's not going to be just this black athlete and you know he's not going to be in they didn't make him an angry black man which i that was good but still there was just i don't know there was just a lot of stuff where it was like like you said carla the two steps forward four steps back and i really think they hid behind jokes so much and having a character like pierce in a show like this there's a way to maybe do a character like that but the way they handled it, what bothered me so much, and we're going to get to this and we're going to get to this character in just a minute and Chevy Chase in general. Uh, what didn't work about this is we were supposed to embrace this character eventually. And that's what bothers me. If he had been there as like the foil or like the villain, or I wouldn't want him there anyway, but if they were going to have to have him in there, if he had been like that, or if he'd been played by a different actor, frankly, too, I think that would have made a difference. But the fact that we are supposed to, for some reason, find some beauty in him, like even when he dies, there's this, it's like we're supposed to find that he's this beautiful person. He was a horrible, horrible person. He was racist. He was sexist. He was homophobic. He was everything that's disgusting. And while I think like, people on my podcast can recognize that. I think there are people very clearly in this country that would watch that character and be like, I relate to that character. And then see other people accept that character and be like, see, I'm not wrong. Cause he never changes. He never changes. It's not like he ever like changes. In my opinion, I didn't see a single ounce of growth from him. So that to me is the biggest, biggest issue with that is if you place a character like that in this group of people and Jeff is horrible too. I'm not saying Jeff is any better and, and Britta is bad too, but with a character like Pierce, it's just, Oh, and it's just, no, you can't have that character in there and be like, okay, it's okay that you think this way because you're just, it also plays into that. Well, he's just the older man. So older white man. So it's okay. We can excuse it. And you can't, you know, just because someone, first of all, if someone's older, I don't know why people want to use older as an excuse for being, <laughs> it's so weird to me. It's like, you're older, you should know better <laughs> if you're really going to play that game, which I think you should know better anyway. But you know what I mean? It's just like, it's icky and gross. So, so I know Jackie, unfortunately does have to go, but before you go, Jackie, if you want to, if you have time, um, did you have anything you wanted to add on on the Chevy on Chevy Chase at all or so I don't really know that much about Chevy Chase um but I do know that I often forget that he is still alive because 
for some reason, he reminds me of my grandpa. And my grandpa, was, I don't remember him being problematic at all. But my grandpa died about 10 years ago. And so, like, every time I think about Chevy Chase, I'm like, well, yeah, he's dead. Like, I always forget that he didn't die. (laughs) You eventually killed him all. I did. (laughs) I really did. So for, I know you were going to play the six degrees of, I don't know how to how say Whitrock. Whitrock, okay. Can I do mine? Oh, yeah, do, of course. Do I just connect it um, with, like, actors who have been in things with actors? Like, it's like, have you ever played Six does it have to be Kevin Bacon? It's, like, basically, like, how you connect, how Finn Whitrock is connected to community. So you can use any actor, director, writer from community and connect Finn Whitrock that way. Like, if he's been in a movie with one of the actors or a show or something like that. Okay, but, like, in six steps, right? Six steps or less. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I went on a six-mile hike today with my mom, and we just, like, tried to figure it out the whole time. And I got one that I was so excited for, and then I realized the actor I was thinking of was, (laughs) was, like, a different actor. It was two different actors. I was heartbroken, but I (laughs) I did find another one that I think works. Um, Should I start from him, or should I start from community? Um, Start from community. Okay. Okay, so Jack Black was on Community, and of course Jack Black was also in The Holiday with Kate Winslet. This one was so easy when I thought of it. And then Kate Winslet, Titanic, Titanic, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates, American Horror Story. <laughs> that's that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. I liked that one because that was that that was not even one I thought of, but that was that was really good. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, Bye, guys. You much. Oh, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you, if you want to be found. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can find me on Facebook. No, not Facebook. Sorry. You can- <laughs> Don't add me on Facebook. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Jackie Dominique. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. It's great seeing Bye. you. Bye. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye. So before we get into the Chevy Chase thing, I just wanted to quickly read something from a 2018 New Yorker profile of Donald Glover. So this is in reference to Donald Glover and Chevy Chase. And I wanted to single this one out because a lot of the issues with Chevy Chase, he was horrible behind the scenes, but a lot of that was um, aimed at Donald Glover from Chevy Chase. He did some horrible things to Donald Glover. So I wanted to at least single that out. Um, So in this profile, journalist Tad Friend wrote that while working together on Community, Chevy Chase racially attacked Donald Glover on and off camera. Chase often tried to disrupt Glover's scenes and made racial cracks between takes. Like people think you're funnier because you're black. Harmon said, Chevy was the first to realize how immensely gifted Donald was and the way he expressed his jealousy was to try to throw Donald off. I remember apologizing to Donald after a, after a particularly rough night of Chevy's non-PC verbiage. And Donald said, I don't even worry about it. I just saw Chevy as fighting time. A true artist has to be okay with his reign being over. I can't help him if he's thrashing in the water, but I know there's a human in there somewhere. He's almost too human. 
Chase said in response, I'm saddened to hear that Donald perceived me in that light. So Carla, what are your thoughts on Chevy Chase? Okay, so my my thoughts on, on him are that, and they're very brief, is that the bigger mistake than casting him was allowing yeah. him to remain once he made the, te- the set to- toxic. And he should have been recast from the beginning or just written off. There was no excuse to keep him on. And as far as Donald Glover's reaction to him, I think that a lot of the times you're kind of told and conditioned to just let things roll off your back when you are the the person being subjected to vitriol and abuse. And particularly for Black people, I feel that that's true, where um, it's like, well, don't even let it bother you. And the correct response from the show should have been to terminate Chase rather than just apologizing mealy-mouthly to Donald Glover. Because clearly they didn't mean it as they let the, the man stay on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paula? That character was just... I mean, everything behind the scenes was horrible. Again, yeah, Carla's absolutely right. They, they never should have kept him on the show. And... Uh, I don't I don't understand what they were even doing with the character because he was the character was like the only one that didn't have any character growth and in my opinion got worse like they wrote him worse and I know there was a huge feud between him and Dan Harmon and it seemed like it fed off each other um I watched a um a Paley Fest interview where they had a lot of the cast and crew and they had Dan Harmon and Chevy Chase they were sitting on opposite ends and and I'm not excusing Chevy Chase's behavior, but I don't think Dan Harmon was much better because he seemed to egg him on and purposely try to anger him and embarrass him and make things worse. And I think it was kind of this, and again, I'm not, ex, I'm not um, excusing what Chevy Chase did at all because he was horrible and should not have been there. And instead of getting rid of Chevy Chase, they got rid of Dan Harmon, but I think he made the situation worse than it should have been. And it seemed like wrote the character worse and worse and worse and just made the, the the racism and the toxicity of that character worse as the show went on and made the character unbearably uncomfortable. And he was, it was an uncomfortable character to begin with. And um, I think took away from the show as a whole. And as much as in the last couple of seasons, when you know we had cast changes i think that was one of the better ones to be honest because you didn't have that toxicity yeah and and chevy chase is a toxic person i mean if you've ever seen interviews with him he's been toxic for years this is not something new so it's not like they wouldn't have known <laughs> that he's a toxic person i want to say that because they were actually in talks they were trying to get sir patrick stort to play this character i don't know if you both knew that. And that would have been, I mean, wow. <laughs> that would have been miles better. And I think also like, because I don't think he would have been on board. Because <laughs> he's, you know, Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I don't think he, he would have been on board with, with going as far as they did with, with Chase. I think maybe he would have asked him to, because he seems like a really decent person. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't see it having gone that far and certainly it wouldn't have had that same kind of bite because like I said, he's a good person and that comes through. 
Whereas this other dude, absolutely mm -hmm. not. Yeah, there's no redeeming qualities to the character and no redeeming qualities to the man. No. No, he's horrible. And, you know, it, if they knew it was toxic and if they knew he was being racist behind the scenes as well, if the showrunner is not going to get rid of him, the studio needed to step in. They needed to step in and get rid of him. And, you know, Dan Harmon has done other things that he came clean about on his podcast about sexual harassment with one of the writers in the writing room, too. So he has his own issues as well. But it's one thing, you know, you can't just sit there and say, okay, I see this person is attacking you while we're filming and I see they're doing horrible things to you while we're filming and stuff. And so I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, but you're just going to have to sit there and still work with this person. It's like, you know, that, that there's no, that's not okay. That's just not okay. That's not a good work environment. It's not healthy. It's not safe. Yeah, don't apologize for it. Just fix it. You're the one with the power. Do something about it. Mm -hmm. Well, it came down to money. From what I was reading, uh, they kept Chevy Chase because he was a big name. And they wanted that draw. And that's why they got rid of Dan Harmon. But that backfired on them. And they ended up getting rid of Chevy Chase and bringing Dan Harmon back. Yeah. And by then, Donald damage was, was gone, Yeah, so. da damage was done. Yeah, yeah it's just... Uh, yeah, it's it's gross and disgusting. And... It's honestly, you know, and watch this show in forever. And part of that is because of that, because I don't, I don't like Chevy Chase personally. I mean, I will admit I love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So that's one of my favorites and he's in there, but he's just, he's gross. He's been gross for years. Like I said, he's been, he said some really disgusting stuff. He's even said stuff that, that is like just about comedy in general and spitting in the face of comedy and then basically everybody's saying, well, you're the one who made your living doing the same stuff that you're spending. I mean, he's just icky. He's just gross. And I think, you know, he's a he's very much like he had his ego bruised when he realized he was not good anymore. <laughs> he's not funny. And he couldn't handle that. And he's racist. So he was racist. I mean, he just basically this character is him. Pierce is him. Pierce is Chevy Chase. And so, yeah, it's just gross. But I just wanted to make sure to just bring that up because I think it's important to, to mention that and the fact that and to say if you are a showrunner, if you have power and you see that people are being treated like that on your show, don't just apologize to them. Actually get rid of the person that is making that a harmful, toxic, abusive work situation because that's abusive it just is abusive and don't just apologize actually do something and you could have done something you know someone someone could have done something it's not like nobody could have done anything <laughs> so yeah okay well i want to just end as far as like talking about the show with asking you if you like the way the show ended. I know, I'm sorry. I know we will still get the movie. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's Six not seasons over in a the movie. movie. That's right. <laughs> did you did you did you like the finale, Carla? I 
I don't think it's one of the best finales ever, but I think there's also be- it was also because there was a lot of uncertainty about it. They weren't sure that they, they they weren't sure that they were canceled. They weren't sure that they weren't coming back, so it didn't feel fully wrapped up. I think that they did their best given the situation, but it, did, it just didn't feel as um as done as as some other shows have. And I I, I do appreciate the way that they did it where they went around and each gave their you know quote-unquote pitch for season seven um i thought that was adorable but yeah there were a lot of missteps also in that finale with with chang and with the, the dean i think those were especially egregious and i just it, it's hard to feel warm and fuzzy about a series finale when that kind of stuff is just in your face right there i did like that Shirley came back because it's it's so wonderful to you know go out with another oh that's nice <laughs> you know like yeah I, I just I I that's one of the the few catchphrases that I think she really got but that was a, such a great one it's like oh that's nice that and um hearing her Britta and Annie go oh some of my favorite things is where they're just like going oh at each other or whatever oh my god but it was sad that Donald Glover didn't come back for the finale. Like I would have loved to have seen that. But even even with that, I, I do think for me <laughs> the part that, that sticks out the most is Annie and Jeff saying goodbye and their goodbye kiss. And how Annie said, you know, okay, so it's kinda of, it's kinda of clear that at that moment things are not going to happen for the, for the two of them that you know Annie's going off to the FBI Jeff is staying and she has like this whole life to live she's in her 20s she's you know and Jeff is an old man but <laughs> uh I, I I do like that they acknowledge that they acknowledge the age gap they acknowledge the experience gap because Annie even says to him you know like if you if you don't kiss me you're going to go off and regret it and as far as her, she's like, I'm in my twenties, I'll get over it, you know. <laughs> but um but I, I did like that. I, I liked the acknowledgement and I also liked that it really wraps up the show with the acknowledgement that although Jeff seems so aloof and detached, he's very much attached to his group and that he can't grasp in his heart the fact that this is all ending and that people are scattering everywhere. Um because it is something that's that's kind of difficult, you know, like everything that they've been through. And there's even one episode where they're, they're talking about, oh, this has been such an, such an amazing year and all of these things happen. And like, you never saw them happen. They just talk about how they happened. They, like when the, this time they went to like a, um, a, a Western set or something like that. And it's like, that never happened. They just show you little clips, but it never actually happened on the show and then Jeff is giving a speech on like this big formal staircase just like all these (laughs) weird quirky things but for all of that stuff that that happened among them it is a bit of the the dissolution of a family because it's hard to stay as um, as connected when you're not so close and you didn't start off being remote. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy for for us to feel 
like we're connected to each other because this is how we started. Like, yeah, I'm not anywhere near the two of you, for example. I've never even met Jackie in real life, but like, and Jackie in particular, she she's she has like so much of my heart because I just I I, I just adore her. But so many of my friends, like I've even I've either never met or I haven't spent a lot of time with in person. But Jeff doesn't have that experience. And I don't really feel like he's great at keeping up with people <laughs> on the phone. So who knows? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I can see how that was especially hard for him because everybody else had all of these plans. You know, whatever the plans may be or whatever the, their new realities were becoming. And Jeffrey's just still old Jeffrey. Old Jeffrey with his hot body. <laughs> <laughs> hot old Jeff. Just just keep wearing that blue shirt, Jeff. <laughs> Poor hot, hot, hot old Jeff. <laughs> so Paula, did you like the series finale? It was it was kind of bittersweet. Um, yeah, there was definitely some problematic elements with you know with Chang and with Dean and how they were handling those those scenes. Um, I did like everybody's idea of what you know the season seven could be. It kind of felt like, and they had kind of alluded in the past to, um, or I, I think they even actually said it in one episode where you know like Jeff and Britta were kind of the parents of the group. So it kind of felt like. Jeff is the parent and all the kids were leaving the nest and um so it definitely kind of had that vibe to it but I and I also I, I also like the scene um with uh Jeff and, and Annie saying goodbye at the beginning that was a very icky kind of you know the old man and the the teenager you know kind of thing but you know it's it's been six years now it's 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 not as icky you know that they acknowledged it and they're they're moving on from that and you know it, it happened it's okay we're still gonna get a movie eventually someday hashtag a movie <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice to at least in one of their visions of a season seven at least get a little you know maybe a text message from troy something anything just acknowledge that he's still out there that would have been nice but um but overall i didn't think it was a terrible finale we've definitely seen worse I don't think we even have to name it. We all know. That is the most amazing endorsement <laughs> I've ever heard for a finale. <laughs> We've seen worse. It could have been better, but it could have been worse. We've definitely <laughs> seen worse. <laughs> well, finales are hard to do. They're they're they very are. hard to do. I mean, it's and it's hard to please everyone. We know that. But um, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. You very much reminding me of Chuck in season five of uh, <laughs> Look, <laughs> At least there was no rebar, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) With or without the the shirt? shirt. (laughs) Without the shirt. (laughs) Oh, there you go. He takes it off first. Smart thinking, Paula. Smart thinking. I'll just quickly rip off my shirt before I get impaled here. Uh, that way. I can forgive Rebar, but I draw the line at tearing the blue shirt. <laughs> that would be a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> that um, is the darkest timeline. <laughs> yes. 
So I was watching this yesterday and my sister has never seen an episode of the show. She comes in, she sits down, she's watching it. She's like, she kept saying, what the fuck is this show? What the <laughs> fuck is this show? She just said that like over and over and she's like, I am so confused. What the fuck is happening in this show? And I'm like, welcome to community. This is the way the show is. Yeah, I think that was my response the first episode I watched too. <laughs> it was so funny because I was like, you have perfectly summed up watching this show. <laughs> Because I had heard about the show for so long, and Jackie and a couple of our, of our other friends were really into it, so I was like, okay, let me give the show a try. And it was nothing like I expected it to be. Nothing at all. And, like, for me, that works out great. For your sister, maybe not so much for that one episode that she watched, but, you know. <laughs> well, she was laughing, though. She did laugh a couple times, but she kept saying, what the fuck? Every, every new little <laughs> scenario they came up with, every time they would do it, she's just like, what and her face would just get more and more confused like i do not understand i'm like this is community <laughs> that's community yes i'm like you really don't have to watch the rest of the show to really see this is what community is uh you know i mean there were things of course everybody's already talked about the things that are icky uh with chang and with, with the dean and everything we couldn't get Shirley's husband back either. I mean, <laughs> we couldn't get more eye candy. Right? Well, but didn't he like, leave honestly, again? Oh, he did. But yeah, still, we can still have him back. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're sure children. Why not? Just have him there. Just, just all of just, a sudden he bobs up. <laughs> yes. Sure. Exactly. I mean, at one, one, one of them, they had somebody just sitting in the background. I mean, he that could have been him. Yes. <laughs> I would have been fine with Shirtless. that. And I just want to point out yeah, there you go. <laughs> that that the, the male characters were for the most part, when shirtless, stunning. They were like, thinking yeah. of us. <laughs> There's some nice They're trying to like keep us mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep us coming back for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. I appreciate it. I'm not gonna I lie. appreciated it. I did too. I did too. I mean it was it was difficult at, at my age to be like Oh, Donald Glover's so attractive because I'm like, uh, he's young. He's young. But <laughs> hey, my my standard response now when I see like a, a guy who I would have thought was hot in my twenties is to be like, what a good looking young man. <laughs> Look at that man. Look at that young man. How handsome is he? Yes, Donald Glover, you're a good looking young man. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think it was hardest, of course, as we already said, for Jeff. The whole thing was hardest. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I just keep thinking about the hair. Oh, I'm like, yeah. The drumstick. It's like the, those little, like, pieces at the back. just And in the front, sometimes, and on the sides. I was like, what are you doing? No, why? Do you need somebody to go do your hair? Like, I don't understand what's wrong. Do they, they make they, you do it yourself? They didn't have they enough in the you? budget for that. There you go. That's That's got to be it. Oh, man. <laughs> no wonder his hair got better in season six. By then, they had bled out all of the expensive uh, actors. Mm -hmm. They could devote more, more budget to his hair. Mm -hmm. It's quite yeah. the tragedy, really, if you think about yeah. it. <laughs> but anyway... Uh... <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. No, I, I don't think it was. 
<laughs> I think it was horrible. I just think there were some achy things to it. I wish we'd been able to see Troy. I mean, I that was the saddest part for me. I kept hoping somehow he would be coming back. Uh, so that was and and I liked that we got the Jeff and Annie kiss. I liked that it didn't feel icky or out of place. And I definitely could see, I think Jeff definitely was going to miss her more than any of the other people leaving. And it was hardest for him um, to say goodbye. So I, it wasn't, and I, we're going to get a movie. I deeply apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry, community fans. You are forgiven. I, I decree this on behalf of all community fans. Thank you. You are forgiven until you prove otherwise. And then <laughs> until I prove otherwise. Then we'll see what happens. Wow. <laughs> they, did, they did a um uh, a charity uh reading, table read, I think last oh, year, yeah. sometime oh, during yeah, COVID, right. and they're still talking about it. So it's not off yeah. the table yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the funniest thing with that is that like Donald Glover, I think was there or there or for like an interview or something and they they brought up how they have a group chat and donald glover was like i'm not in the group chat and they're like I, we just didn't think that you'd want to be on it because he's so famous now and he's like i want to be in the group chat <laughs> can you imagine like one of your buds is donald glover and you're like maybe he's famous for me now oh <laughs> Well, I'll ask him about that when he's on the show. Shirtless. Please do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry no. I'm still thinking he's just an attractive young man. You, you, I know you're an adult. <laughs> sorry. I'm going to be in my contract for most of my male guests. <laughs> Depending. I will decide. <laughs> not really, people. I really want you on here, so I won't really make you do that. I'm not that kind of person. Unless you want me to be that kind of person. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> like, you can totally opt out of this. Yes. However, I would appreciate it if you would show up shirtless. And no one else has to see this. It'll just be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's simply to keep me focused. It's to keep me focused. You know how, how you know, speak, uh, what's it called? Some teachers always tell you, to picture everybody naked, it helps me, just me, if I actually can picture you at least half naked. Yes, that's why I make my pa- my panelists are all topless right now. Exactly. Right? Totes. <laughs> it helps me focus. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely bra you're wearing today. Sorry. <laughs> Now I'll start getting even more weird male requests. Oh boy. I, I get the weirdest requests. I'm telling you. Anyway, so <laughs> on that note, nice little segue here to our newest. Jackie already gave her connection. And I loved the way that Jackie did. So as people may know, we are now playing Six Trees of Finn Whitrock. If you want to, panelists do not have to play. I will be playing the lovely Susie. Didn't come up with this game. This game was invented years and years ago with Kevin Bacon, who now uses it as he has even a charity called Six Degrees, I believe. I could be incorrect about that. Uh, he finally embraced it. He It took a long time for him to. He even made fun of himself in a Mad About You episode where he shows up and they did the Six Degrees. It's amazing. I love Kevin Bacon. Anyway, um, and so we're playing it with Finn. And we also, just let all of our listeners know, we are playing a listener version where we're taking old episodes we've done 
and you can play for a chance to win. It's a Findom thing merch. One person will win each month. So we're going to be doing this monthly and we'll choose four shows or tell or movies that we have talked about. And then you just have to tell us the degrees away Finn is. You can just go to our website. The link will be in the show notes too, but just go there, submit your um, guesses. And we have this time, we have Dexter, True Blood, um, Schitt's Creek, and um, how the heck am I forgetting the last one we have? Um <laughs> Oh, uh, did I say True Blood? True Blood. No, Chuck. I did say True Blood. Chuck. Um, <laughs> and I will tell you, just as a hint, at least one of these is supremely easy. I We had someone submit some a connection to Schitt's Creek that was amazing because it was something I didn't even know. So it was really, really good and cool. So submit those by May 31st. We will pick a winner first week of um, June is when we will pick that winner. So uh, my panelists, if any of them want to play, tell me now. Paula, you have I've one. I've got one. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Give it ready? to me, Paula. Okay. I'm ready. So we're going to start with Donald Glover, who is in Solo, A Star Wars Story with Alden Ehrenreich. I am going to butcher his last name. Was on Supernatural. And uh, Guy Norman B was a was a director on Supernatural, was also a director on Criminal Minds, and Finn Whitrock was on Criminal Minds. Very good. Yes. And little trivia about him being on Criminal Minds. He got a role. Finn Whitrock was accepted to Juilliard twice, I want to say. And the first time he was accepted, he turned it down to be in because he got a role in Criminal Minds or one of those. And then that didn't go anywhere. And then he auditioned and he got in again. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, so I also used Donald Glover, but in a different way. So, and there was, there's a bunch of them because I had another one as an alternate. Ma'am, he is a handsome young man. <laughs> He's a handsome young man. Especially when you hear what my connection <laughs> is, how I connected him. So Donald Glover was in Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> some family fun yes yes <laughs> he was just he was it's it's okay everybody was clothed in this movie <laughs> <laughs> no gyrating no none of that no crotches in people's faces mm -mm. yes no <laughs> and I, I i know of churches to screen this this movie that image on my head and matt bomer who everybody knows i also love matt bomer is in magic mike xxl and matt bomer i'm, I'm sorry i just I, I missed the chance to say that it was the, the church that worships a different kind of wood <laughs> that's all that's all <laughs> i also want to say if anybody wants to go to Speaking of wood, if anybody wants to go to our YouTube channel, uh, speaking of Magic Mike XXL, I have in there with Aaron Recommends, uh, Matt Bomer's, one of Matt Bomer's uh, routines. Very PG-13. Um, <laughs> uh, but Matt Bomer was in, has been in a few things with, with Finn, but I will just say the the first eight American horror story season freak show they were in and spoiler Finn Whitrock brutally murders Matt Bomer's characters. 
there you go. There's our six degrees. So thank you so much, Carla, Jackie, and Paula for joining me to discuss community. I'm glad I finally watched this show. I enjoyed it. I have issues with it, but I still really enjoyed the show. So thank you. So I'm going to go around and have you both tell me where you can be found and your podcast, Carla. Why, thank you. Meg, another frequent panelist, and I co-host the podcast, Bedwetter Behead. You can find us on any streaming service. You can also find our Twitter at BedwetBeheadPod. Our Instagram is at bed.wet.behead.pod. Other blue so- social media, you can find us there as well. Just look for Bedwetter Behead Podcast. You can look for me, my art, and other junk that I do at Carla Temis on Instagram and Twitter. And my website is karlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S. Thank you. I always miss when you don't, when you, because you used to always say .com. And I miss you saying that. <laughs> Just a little confession there. Because <laughs> I was Aww. waiting for it and it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, she no longer says that. Oh, <laughs> I did say it this time. So there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, because it's, it's the way you say .com. Mind- I don't know what it is. I can't imitate it, but it's just, I don't know. Just so you know, like in my mind, I have to rapidly switch because I always, like when I'm just typing, in my head is always punto com. So I have to remember that I'm speaking English. It's dot com. Dot com, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> Go to that church where they worship a different kind of wood. <laughs> I'm going to find that church. I'm going to go there. Oh, my goodness. I have sinned. I have sinned. <laughs> yes, ma'am, but have you sinned enough? <laughs> I am sending you to the pew to watch Magic Mike twice more because apparently you did not watch it enough. <laughs> uh, so, Paula. So you're Hale Channing Tatum's. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, you can <clears throat> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's my sandbox. Are you going to be at that church too? Uh, probably. <laughs> they have they have appetizers after services. Ooh, I'm there. It's mostly like just sausage, but I was going to say little wieners or. <laughs> I'm there. Well, I'm there. They... They they only they only serve the the jumbo size. I'm very sorry. Oh, mm. <laughs> even better. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm still going to hell. Um, right there with you. <laughs> Not if you if you do it right through this church. <laughs> it's okay. I think Jesus would be laughing with us. So. I'm just trying to save you. <laughs> Say three Channing Tatums and <laughs> so this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest, I promise I will not make you be on here shirtless. <laughs> uh, you can reach out to us 
via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Hit the contact us button. You can also listen to some of my other interviews. I'm incredibly professional. So you can listen to those, get a taste of what you're in for, which is all wonderful and good. <laughs> Carla. Uh, or you can reach out to us directly uh, via email at it's a fandomthingpod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, which will be, since this is dropping Friday, it'll probably be, my guess is, it'll probably be Saturday night, but it'll be sometime in the evening. We'll be talking about live stream. It'll be with Carla and possibly Jen, possibly Jen, my podcast brain twin, and we will be talking about Married with Children. So this will be very interesting because this show is, if you've watched this show, you know what Married with Children is. But yes, yeah, so <laughs> it's been interesting rewatching this one. Um, I don't know if Carlo's been rewatching it, but it's been interesting. I'm about to, and I can't wait. Oh my God. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that one. And then uh, we're going to talk about how I met your mother. <laughs> and remember, reminder to everybody I hate this show. I don't, I haven't even watched the finale, and I, I hate everything about this show pretty much. I'm not a fan of this show, so I apologize in advance. This is going to be one where I'm not going to be praising this show. I'm not sure if Megan will be, but I definitely will not be. <laughs> so prepare yourself. You can send me all the hate, whatever. You know, we've covered shows before we don't like, so sorry. It's just going to happen. Gilmore Girls is one of our most popular episodes, and I didn't like that. So I'm sorry, but it's true. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter, and Stop Asian Hate. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.